It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. Uh, episode number two for 2022. This is Dr. Justin Coulson, um, the parenting expert on Channel 9's Parental Guidance and uh, the author of six books about raising happy families. I'm not joined by Kylie today. If you missed yesterday's episode, I introduced you... Had a great conversation with Kate Mead, soon to be the producer on the breakfast radio show Jonesy and Amanda uh, in in the Sydney radio market. But all round fantastic mum to three. And uh, Kate is with me for the rest of the week. Kate, thanks for joining me again on the podcast. Happy Tuesday. It's good to be here. Uh, we've got a really important topic to talk about today, and I don't want to beat around the bush. Let's just get straight to it. Over the last couple of weeks, everywhere around Australia, with the exception of Western Australia, who are very much living in their own little bubble, and I make no judgments about that. I'm just I'm just saying Western Australia is really a bit <laughs> different to everywhere else right now. Um, hello to all of our friends in Perth, by the way, uh, and, and WA. Um, COVID, it's everywhere. Uh, the I don't know if you say Omicron or Omicron or some other some other way some other variation of describing the variation but it, it's um it's it's like crazy contagious and everyone's either got it or is going to get it and hopefully everyone's um, been vaccinated because it's apparently uh, not so bad if you've been vaccinated a, a day or two with a headache and a I don't know a bit of lethargy and, and away you go but the rules are if you get COVID even if you're asymptomatic you've got to isolate and Kate you've got a daughter who got COVID Tell us about it. Two big questions. Two big questions that happened over the summer is, how was your summer and did you get it? Right, the yeah, two- that's right. And currently my answer is, well, no, I didn't. I don't know how, but my 18-year-old daughter did. Now you try seriously and put an 18-year-old in her bedroom for the 10 days or the seven days. It's just... Well, we need uh, to talk about that, but we've also got to talk about, I mean, how fortunate in some ways that it was your 18-year-old and not your 12-year-old. Or yeah. I'm sure some parents are thinking, well, what if what if I get it and my partner doesn't get it, but we're sleeping in the same bed, so now partner is close contact. So we've got two parents who have to isolate, and, and there goes the kid's holiday, right? Like yeah. Now the whole family's isolating. We're locked in the house for 10 days, uh, or you've got a child who has got it and no one else has got it, so then you've got to lock them in the room for 10 days. Um, and uh, I, I don't know, but that seems to me like a special kind of torture for a child. Oh, it is. For a child, for the mum and dad, yeah, for, for everyone. For the whole family, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So- and, and you've got to hope that you've got a network around you of either extended family or friends that can help you out. You know, I like to think we were probably pretty lucky. But, yeah, we really had to work on ways in which to make sure that she was just, she was okay and not just in the health sense. So she was probably lucky. So she was asymptomatic, but she was, she still had it. So as you said, you've still got to do all the isolation part. But yeah, she needed, um, you know, the food thing was a, you know, I don't eat ham and cheese sandwiches. Well, that's what we're having today. There was, you know, the food, by the way. (laughs) Right. If if food is a big deal anyway in a family, food when you have someone in isolation, that's the one thing they've really got to look forward to. Yeah, 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 because you can't really play Monopoly deal under the door, can you? No. (laughs) There's not much that you can do. You could could play Battleship or Guess Who through the doorway. Yes, yes, and um, you can play different things with music and Oh, so it sounds like you tried. <laughs> well, we tried, but it, she was 
you know, it's at each age group, I guess, of the kids, they would have different challenges. But for her, she just turned 18 in August. She wants to be out. She wants to go to the clubs and go to the pubs and be socialising with friends. It's, you know, hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it would be hard enough for us as adults to have to do that, but to be 18 and and to want to just live your life. And, and, and I think the other challenge that many people would be encountering, especially with their teens who are catching COVID is, well, everyone else is out. Everyone else is pretending that there's nothing the matter. My, my kids have told me more stories than I can count about friends who have caught COVID and who have still been going to the beach or still been going to the movies or still been going to the cinema or, sorry, the, the, the shopping centres or whatever. Like that, that, That's happening everywhere, right? I mean, it shouldn't uh, be. It's so hard because – but – just because others are doing it doesn't mean that you need to. You and sound so much like a mum. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old thing though, isn't it? Like I don't I don't care what Josie's doing. I don't care what Stacey's doing, you know. This is what this is the guideline we're going to follow. That's the one that mum's been sent, so that's it. Uh, what do you do when you've got an 18-year-old or a 14-year-old or whatever who is in their room for 10 days and they're like, but I just I just want some sunshine. I just want some fresh air. I just want to go for a walk. I'll social distance. I'll wear my mask. I, I won't go near anyone. I won't even take my phone so that no one can kind of meet up with me. I can't hide and pretend to be at the park except not. Like, did, did you have to navigate any of that with her? Look, if I'm honest – we got lucky, I think, in that road because she knew what the rules were and there was probably going to be no way around it. Mum and Dad probably weren't going to be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, well. she, didn't get, she didn't get lucky in that, that parent department. She got the, sorry, these are the guidelines and we're not doing this necessarily for your benefit but it's for the community and our friends and yeah. our families. And, and, and that's got to be the framing because, I mean, I've got three kids who are over 18 now and – I think that I'd have the same experience with my kids. Uh, they're, they're, they're great kids and they've got that empathy. But I can imagine a lot of parents would be thinking, hang on, if my child was 18, I can pretty much imagine them saying, I'm an adult, you can't make me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get they – I guess you have to hope that um, – yeah, that they, they are switched on to, to understand it's part of the bigger picture. I guess that's it. I guess that's what we would hope, you know, that they – might not like it, but have to lump it because that's the that's the rule for the moment. It's know? the Happy Families podcast right after the break. We're going to find out what what we're supposed to do if our kids are younger than 18 or have additional needs or if we get COVID, what we're supposed to do to get things through for that 10 days of isolation right after this. It's the Happy Families podcast. For a happier family, try a Happy Families membership because a happy family doesn't just happen. Details at happyfamilies.com.au. It's the Happy Families podcast, the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now with Justin and Kate. You know, just before we talk about what it'd be like if one of the younger kids got COVID, I was thinking about this idea of boredom. This, this seems tangential, but you'll see where I'm going with this, Kate. Over the years, I've watched a whole lot of psychologists write really influential articles about how kids need to be bored these days. And because of the hyper-connected world we've got, kids just aren't allowed to be bored. We're overscheduling our kids and kids need to be bored because boredom's important. And if kids can learn to be bored and sit with the discomfort of boredom, they're going to be more creative and they're going to do better things with their lives. And I've written a couple of pieces just saying what a lot of garbage that is, <laughs> like an absolute 
load of rot. Because if you're bored, the research shows that you're more likely to experience depression. You're more likely to experience anxiety. If you've got kids, they're more likely to engage in delinquency. And and would you believe, just, just as we were talking, I was tapping away on my computer while you were um, sharing about Charlotte's COVID experience, and I found a brand new study just been published uh, in um, in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. This is, this is a pretty fancy journal that psychologists really want to be able to publish in. It's a big deal. Uh, we, we know that if you stick a person in a, in, a, in a room and leave them to be bored and give them the option to walk over to wall, stick their finger into an electric shock machine and get a shock in their finger, they'll do that over being bored. People hate being bored. But this brand new study shows that people behave more sadistically when they're bored. Like, Phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people people actually get nasty. And I, well, I never did this. I remember I, I grew up with kids who, if they were bored, they'd go and put the magnifying glass on the ants or they'd pull the wings off flies and watch them crawl around. Because what do you get when a fly with no wings, what do you call it? You call it a walk. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was not one of those kids. I was not one of those kids, but good for you and that little. Yeah, joke. just just awful. <laughs> and, and so I, I just I just want to put that out there. I know we're talking about COVID and dealing with the isolation stuff, but this idea that our kids need to be bored, we, we've got to break away from that idea. It's, it's harmful. It's actually, it's lousy for kids to be bored. They need to be in enriching environments and then have choice as to what they do. Anyway, I digress. Well, y- yes and no. I mean, if you've got a child who's got COVID, how do you build an enriching environment for them? If, if you're 12 year old, caught it rather than your 18 year old, especially a 12 year old with additional needs, how would you have managed that, Kate? It seems cut and dry and maybe not that great on paper or maybe logical, but in our case, I'd have to go in with him. We're like, yeah. okay, I might get COVID too. That's like, you do that because, you know, we fought to keep this child alive. Yeah. You know, he's going to need additional help and support and and all of that. Uh, I look at, so for Charlotte, she's 18. The first couple of days was kind of exciting. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm in isolation. I can and watch all the Netflix I want. And I want, yeah, and I can Snapchat my friends and I don't have to do anything. I get to sleep all day long. Yeah. So but so there was some noise and there was some some early excitement. As the week went on, the room got quieter. And you do start to think, no, that is this is not good for anybody. We need to talk about solutions though. So if yeah. if if you're a family who's listening and you've got kids who are currently in isolation or you're in isolation, number one, we'd love to hear from you. Podcasts at happyfamilies.com.au. What have you done? that's worked. That's that's the first thing that I'd really like to know. But but Kate, let's talk about solutions that you've identified. And I've got a couple that I've jotted down as well that I think could be helpful uh, if your family or your child specifically has to go into isolation because COVID is a thing and, and they've got it. I guess if you've got screen time at home, that potentially has to go out the window while they're, well, it did for us because the number one, how could we monitor how much time <laughs> she was going to be on the iPad anyway? Not going to storm in there and take it off her. Oh my goodness, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but also that really is going to be the centre of her universe, that technology mm. that really is going to be important. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I think that we get so obsessive over screens and, and sometimes rightly so, but context is everything. And, and that screen is really going to be the central form of positive contact that your child has with friends, family, the outside world, whatever. Uh, I, I'm with you. For 10 days, 
if you want to watch 10 hours a day of Netflix or play Minecraft or Fortnite or whatever it is, it's not ideal, but it's 10 days and and that's that. Did you have any other ideas? Just around the food, the food really was a highlights of the day. It was almost like when is my next meal coming type thing. And I, I don't know, something that seemed to work was having Charlotte have the opportunity to say, she could Google what she wanted. Maybe it was something a bit different or she could kind of be putting in some orders that were reasonable, by the way. <laughs> you may not know this, Dustin, but I'm not a great cook. I'm very basic. But if she can give me through <laughs> something, because that's it almost felt like the least we could do. Yeah, the least yeah. we could do is provide, I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, junk food every meal and things like that. No, I'm talking about just making sure that she has food that she can look forward to. Uh, two other things that uh we could probably talk about. I reckon if if you've got the capacity to do it, get them outside every day. Uh, they need the sunlight. They need the fresh air. Yeah, yeah. And and if I'm honest, that was something that Charlotte was lacking for that week and I know how much that we all need that. You know yourself how getting outside and getting some vitamin D and just the fresh air. But uh, in her situation, unfortunately, that's, yeah. uh, that's what she got. And And was there anything else that stood out to you? That, that could be useful? Oh, if if you were ever thinking about cutting back subscriptions to your stands and your <laughs> Disney's and all of that, now's not the time. Now is not the time. Now's the time to look at the UK ones. Now's right. the time to really go down. Get a VPN. Get everything you can. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw in one more, and that is that if you've got older children uh, who have got stuff that they can do, like whether it's admin or whether there's some schoolwork now that's – well, school shouldn't be back for anyone yet, but with school coming back, if, if your kids get it and they've got to isolate, um, make sure that they – they maintain a future focus. If there's stuff that needs to be done, uh, emails and, and and checking in with stuff, I would definitely be encouraging that as well. Um, this has been a great chat. Kate Mead, thank you so much again for joining me on the Happy Families podcast. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the issue of, I mean, meals has been a highlight of this conversation, but we're going to talk about what to do when you just hate meal times, uh, which I think is going to be a really fun discussion because let's face it, Kate, we all love food, but as parents, we usually do struggle a bit with mealtimes and some, sometimes so do the kids. So that's tomorrow. Uh, and on Thursday, what are the phrases that you've said to the kids most these holidays? The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. And if you would like more information about making your family happier, particularly if you'd love to get regular advice, daily, weekly, monthly so that your family can thrive and flourish. Please check out our Happy Families memberships. All the information is at happyfamilies.com.au. Listener.